Mick and MG in the morning. Brought to you by Paddy Swap and Sell Flemington. Home of great deals. Open 6am Saturday. Shocking. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. You're having a shocker. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start by saying Richard Branson <laughs> and Virgin Space Travel, Virgin Galactic, have had a shocker. An absolute shocker. Uh, basically, he's been grounded after parts came off the mothership of its, <laughs> no. of its space plane. No. Yeah, people are paying 450 bucks yeah. to get on this thing. Uh, for, sorry, 450,000 uh, yeah, yeah. per seat. The last thing you want to do is see uh, bits falling off. No. <laughs> it's a jalopy, this thing. It's a lemon. Apparently, the muffler was dragging along the tarmac. The aerial's just a coat hanger. One of the doors, one of the doors is a different colour. Someone's written, someone's written "wash me" on the back. You know, you know, in the dirt, in the sand. Come on, Richard. Apparently, the luggage is on roof racks. There's a windscreen wiper not working. I don't know. Get it together. Take it on that thing. Put it in the trading post. Cat, what have you got? A airline, Finnish Airlines, um, called Finnair, has decided it will now weigh passengers as well as their carry-on luggage. What? So you've got to rock up to the airport with your carry-on luggage, step on the scales. You can't That's do that. Well, they're doing yes, it. you can. They're doing it. It's been like a boxing weigh-in. You've got to stand there in your underpants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then get on. You know what they should do? Yes. Instead of having, like, your business and economy, they should have weight sections, like oh. boxing. Okay, welterweight, heavyweight. Yeah, <laughs> flyweight. <laughs> flyweight, middleweight. Oh. That is unbelievable, yeah. weighing passengers. What is it like? It's a bit like the butcher shop. It's uh, 15 <laughs> kilos. It's 15 bucks a kilo to fly. Oh, it's the first time I'm going to claim my luggage is way overweight. Yes. <laughs> well, 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 maybe you get a total for your baggage. So everyone gets 110 mm. kegs, oh. and depending on how, how fat you are, you can take you extra get, luggage. You, you, well, you take less luggage. Well, apparently you, you get, get less because it comes out of your total. Yeah. Apparently it's assumed 88 kilos is your total weight with your carry-on. Oh, we, no. Except for Tash, we'd all be screwed. We're paying excess guys. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing I could think, the only advantage of knowing how much people weigh is, like if the plane crashes, you've got to know who to eat. Oh, look at those. Look at the oh, fatty look, 22. Chubby, chubby eh? Oh, he's gone. He's like a big kebab. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And, and, and to lose weight, what you can do has uh, used the uh, baggage carousel like like a treadmill. Yeah. I'm never flying with you guys. Start running. Uh, MG, what have, what are you? He's had a shocker. Uh, this is in the category of shocker and idiot because there's a French bloke called Richard Plaud. He spent nine years making a uh, Eiffel Tower out of uh, matchsticks what? for the Guinness Book of, uh, Guinness Book of Records. He spent he had seven hundred thousand matchsticks. This guy doesn't sorry, have a girlfriend. He does not have a girlfriend. His, he started when he's right 39, now. so he's 47 years of age. It turned out one, uh, one tiny detail meant Plaud's years of work would go unrecognised because um, the matchsticks were not commercially available and were not recognised as matchsticks. They attempted, and he's been disqualified because of it. So oh, eight years. Disqualified from what? <laughs> from having it as a Guinness Book of Records. The oh. matchsticks were too rigid, and they're not ones you get. You know, he made them like he, he basically got them counterfeit. They're not the right matchsticks. So oh. he spent eight years 
trying to get in the Guinness Book of Records to make an Eiffel Tower replica, only to be denied by the Guinness Book of Records. Because you know what, Richard Plaud, you're an idiot. Oh, at least wow. a man can commit to something. <laughs> oh, no, that's 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 over, that's overcommitment. Come on, well, he could, he's, he's, he's so worried he's taken up smoking. He's just can't, can't find a match that. <laughs> That works. Okay, uh, please, Tash, what do you got? I tell you who's had a shocker, our federal politicians in Canberra. Now, we all know about the right to disconnect bill, which gives people the right to say you can't be contacted out of hours by your boss. Well, overnight, it somehow snuck through with the Greens with a deal that if your boss does contact you out of emails via email or phone, they can face serious penalties, including Ooh. going to jail. Jail! Uh-huh. Oh, the <laughs> Greens have had a shocker. The Greens are. Dear, dear, well, dear. That, I think they've all had a shocker. So they can go to, well, it's the Greens bill. They, mm, they yes. can go to jail, and if they do, they get one phone call. They're just not yeah. allowed to call their workers. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and the end of the first week of maths, guys, you've been watching it. Everyone's mm. had their homework to do. Is it on song? Is it delivering everything yeah. you want? I'm obsessed. Some. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's so All much right. drama. There's, yeah, a lot of flogs on there. It's great. We've been taking a lot of calls about it. Well, funny yes. enough, a lot of people have been inquiring as to whether you two might want to be on a future season. <laughs> I'm, I'm too nice to women. Yeah. I don't think I could really do what's required mm, of I me. Think I you'd don't be think perfect. I could do it. Well, <laughs> what great. would that sound like if we were on it? Oh, a bit like this. Australia. We are good loving partners. Head over heels. Girls, you've won the lottery. Let's get married. I went to a Richmond game and I said, oh, I'm just going to get a pie. Do you want anything? No, and I left my girlfriend. I left the ground. Um, <laughs> no way. Get out. It's time to fall in love. The occasional night where I have too much to drink you know, and then I wake up with all towels placed around my bedroom where I obviously thought the cupboard was the toilet. He starts to do that performance and he ranks the beginning. I'd forgotten to pick my girlfriend up. <gasps> of the rest of their lives. Uh, she was sitting at home uh, in like a ball gown <laughs> for about an hour and a half. Mick! New Married at First Sight <laughs> on 9 and 9 now. Wow. Oh, you'd watch that. Yeah, yep. I actually Sign would. Him up. And as is a Friday tradition here, we uh, line up the satellite, tune into our Melbourne studio, our sister station, to catch up with the great Marty Sheargold and yeah. team. How are you, Marty? Oh, wonderful to see you all. Cat, MG, Mick, it's so lovely to be a part of your show. And, <laughs> and here's Tash. Natasha, who I never get to talk to. Uh, How are you going, mate? It's a well, special request from, from Marty that you I sit said, in on this. Hello, I said, How come Marty? I never get to talk? Now, am I calling you Tash? That yes, feels sure. over-familiar to me. No, I love you, so that's fine. Okay, beautiful. <laughs> Use her dancing name, Chablis. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Professional dancing name? <laughs> give give uh, Marty your, your Chablis uh, voice. Go on. No. Come on. <laughs> no, just a flat <laughs> no, MG. There's no no in him, bro, but you just got one right in the face there, buddy. <laughs> You're working um, here, Tash. But did you hear the news during the week that Gen Z are phasing yeah. out wallets? Yeah, I did hear that. Is, is that a sad passing for you? Because I remember the, as a young boy, the first yeah. time you got your Quicksilver Velcro. Oh, it was a wonderful day. There was, was nothing like to put be- in it, but it was just great to have one. Well, there's usually one dinger. 
Yeah. yeah. I found it. was a one dinger. No, a $5 note, some fake ID, and one yeah. dinger that's been there so long, there's yeah. an outline on your wallet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Could, couldn't guarantee it would still work. Well past its use-by. It was um, just uh, – this is all part of the cashless economy now. So that's where we're are, heading. Are you, are you okay with that? Because, I don't know, it, without cash, it just feels like – yeah. We're all, it's just all make believe. I know. You're tapping on stuff. You don't know what you spent. You don't know what yep. anything's worth anymore. But it also is, Mick, you know, you're getting older now when they start to yes. phase out things like wallets. Mm. Well, yeah. that's right. It's a time honored tradition. I'm not happy with it. And what happens no. when you lose your, your, your phone and you've, all well, your you've lost details everything. and everything? And now you I are. I hope they can't get into my hidden folder. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> if they get into that hidden folder that's, of photos of mine, I am. It's all cancelled. over for everybody. I am <laughs> talking. There's 30 or 40 people that'll get cancelled. <laughs> you're going to take us all down. I'm going to take us all down. The list Larry M just coming down with yeah. us. And what a fantastic. I Bob talk Cutter. about junk in your trunk. Larry is the master of junk. No wonder he's got so much commercial property. I'd buy it off him too if he turned up nude. Sold! Mate, death row meals. I'm going to ask you this without notice. There's a big story yeah. up here that, that uh, Texas has stopped doing death row meals. What would your last meal be if you were – if you? Say you've done something terrible. I know yeah. it's a hypothetical. Yeah, uh, you're being executed in the morning, and they say, "What do you want to eat tonight?" What are you I'm, thinking? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking lobster mornay. Oh, yes. okay. Uh, fries, chocolate mousse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tiramisu, perhaps. Tiramisu <laughs> or a chocolate mousse? You're really giving a MG some garlic bread or some like calamari rings or something for an entree or. Yeah, I'm going an entree for sure. I'm going an entree. Maybe you wouldn't think fast food? Maybe a bucket? A bucket of Kentucky? or a bucket of Kentucky. The old-fashioned prawn cocktail with seafood. Oh, prawn cocktail? And I want it on the glass with all the prawns hanging off the glass, please. fancy, Marty. You know what mine is? Tuna mornay. Oh, I love tuna mornay. Dad used to make tuna mornay when we were kids and he would crush up Smith's chips on top of it. Yes, with melted cheese. I had it this week. I cooked it. We were talking about it and I cooked a tuna mornay as a special dish. Is it a bechamel kind of thing? Is it a bechamel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought you do get your own cooking show. Do you know what? I'm listening to it. It's almost going out, worth going out and committing yeah. mass murder just to it have really your is. tuna mornay. <laughs> I'd, I'd go a degustation because it takes longer. It, it takes ages. Eight courses <laughs> with matching wines. <laughs> just roll up blind and go, for God's sake, kill me because I'm going to be so hungover tomorrow I don't even want to live. <laughs> and just before we go, mate, can I ask you, are your plans for the Super Bowl? Do you watch the Super Bowl? Oh, I, what you I know, love about the Super Bowl, I just yeah. go, a rare opportunity to drink beer at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning without feeling bad about it. Do you yeah. know I have to I have, I have to work, Mick? You won't believe it. What? I've, I'm not working here. I've got another thing which I don't even know if I can discuss because I never know what I'm allowed to say about it. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it's well, one of those secret. jobs where I've got to do oh, a right. full day of reading and stuff with other actors. I'm like, oh, how oh. gross. Oh, what a way to spend you. your Super Bowl talking to actors. Christ You're... almighty, is there a bigger pack of arseholes in the world? <laughs> <laughs> You're part of uh, – it's a production, a new launch. Uh, is it Wicked, the new production of Wicked? <laughs> are you, are I you wish playing? it was Wicked. Oh, uh, well. well, Bad Boy Bubby 2 is coming back, is it? Or? It's, uh, look, between Bad Boy us, Marty. You, could, you could beep this if, you, if, we, if we get our timing right. One, sure. two, three.
Two days Jesus. of table reading. It's like, are oh. you kidding me? Obviously, wow. there's no NFL fans in the cast. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot wait for another stellar performance from one of the greats who's ever treaded the boards in this country. Marty Sheargold, thank yeah. you, Marty. Thanks for having me, guys. And lovely to spend some time with you, as always. Cheers. The Meat Man Wholesale Meats Norellan presents MG's Dad Jokes. Premium quality without the price. And awarded Best Butcher at the 2023 Small Business Awards. Why did the chicken cross the road? Three guys walk into a bar, right? Knock, knock. Who's there? MG's Dad Jokes. <laughs> What a way to roll into the weekend with a couple of laughs and uh, we're talking down the dad joke end of the pool. If you've missed it recently, here's a sample of our dad jokes. What did the elephant say to the naked man? I don't know. What did it say? How do you breathe out of that? <laughs> What's got 36 legs and can't climb a ladder? don't know. The West Tigers. <laughs> I went to a psychic. I knocked on the door. She yelled out, who is it? So I left. <laughs> Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? No, whatever. Oh, it's okay. You woke up. <laughs> what did one saggy boob say to the other saggy boob? I uh, don't know. We better get some support around here before someone thinks we're nuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the bar has been set high. Uh, only give us a call if you're confident you've got what it takes in the dad joke department. All right, to set the scene, MG, you are the master, the guru <laughs> when it comes to dad jokes, the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, give us a couple. Come on, wet our whistle. Okay, well, yesterday I saw a man standing on one leg at the ATM. Oh, and yeah. I, confused, I said, mate, what are you doing? He said, uh, just checking my balance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. oh, boy. Oh. All right, don't go out on that one. Come on, double up. Okay, there's a new game called Silent Tennis. It's like normal Silent. tennis. But, yeah, it's like Silent normal tennis. tennis without, it's like normal tennis without the racket. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there it is. If you reckon you can duke it out with the master, give us a call right now. One triple three five three. Well done, Meat Man, who's uh, done it again. Yeah, hundred and fifty dollars to spend. Let's start with Jeff. Do uh, me, right. mate. What do you got? I wrote this joke, so this is your first time Just do it, mate. Oh, we're not, oh, we're not, hey, hey we, don't, we don't want the backstory. We just want your dad joke. We don't, we don't want a thesis. We're not cracking the... We're not splitting the atom here. Dad joke, go. How did, how did, how did the pet detective work out that, that there'd been an explosion in the fish factory? Oh, no, the, the no idea. The was on the wall. The whiting was on the wall. Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. Right, you've done you well. There. That's good. You've got there. He has. I'll take it all back. Jeff has uh, written a cracker. That is uh, Dad Joke DNA 101. Well played. Colin, what have you got? Uh, two baked beans hitchhiking around Australia. They ended up in Cairns. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Colin, I tell you what, clubhouse leader at this stage, two baked beans ended up in Cairns. Oh, I'm going to use that in in, in Geelong tonight. Daniel, Daniel, what have you got? Two elephants fell off a cliff, boom, boom. Oh. (laughs) Damn, see if I can get some sleep, brother. Daniel, you've got no chance of winning this. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute none. Zero. Nothing. Zero. That is, wow. (laughs) Black box recorder for this segment. Uh, Paul, what have you got? Yeah, why couldn't a bicycle stand up? 
I don't know why. Because he was too tired. Oh. Why, 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 why? No, yeah, I want huh. to take more calls, please. What have we got? <laughs> how's, how's, how's Ross looking from the Central Coast? Okay. Ross, tell us what have you got there, buddy? What did the left testicle say to the right testicle? What? We've got a neighbour as an arsehole on one side, a dickhead on the other, and they both call us nuts. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Lord. Uh, uh, what do you reckon out of all of those, MG? Uh, look, I like, I like Jeff's ingenu- uh, ingenuity for making his own joke, but I've got to give it to Colin. Baked beans in cans. Thanks, Fiji Kids. Well done. $150 to spend at the Meat Man Yes, well done. Fly to Fiji, America and Canada with Fiji Airways. Whether it's for the NRL doubleheader in Vegas or a tropical stopover, now is the perfect time to book. FijiAirways.com. Nick and MG's worst trip to head to the strip. Viva And it's the big day for one of the greatest prizes we've ever given away on this program, on this network, I'm going to say, yes. a trip for two to Vegas uh, to watch the NRL. It's an historic moment. You can be there. Good luck. Uh, just before we announce our winner, here's how it all unfolded in the last couple of weeks. My now husband decided to take me on a Phoenix helicopter flight to propose, and as we were landing, the helicopter crashed. <gasps> Little caravan park, woke up one morning, and someone had laid a fat, turdy cable at the back of my van. We'll head up north, brand new car, dream car, four-wheel drive. Somebody broke into the apartment, took the keys. We get a call from the cops. Your car's been burned out around the corner. My mum and I, we got to the hotel and it was nothing like the pictures. We had a massive fire. I woke up in the morning and I got a text that she'd actually left and gone to the airport. Went to go to a club and pull out my passport and my passport was in her luggage. I've caught a flu and gastro on the plane. The entire wedding party and half the guests got barley belly. Pretty big octopus uh, latched onto my butt and I needed to get it surgically removed back at the ship. I couldn't sit down for about a week. Well, uh, as you can see, the competition's stiff. If you've had an octopus attached to your butt, you have to think you're half a chance to win this. But uh, after much consideration and uh, Council of Chiefs here in the boardroom at Triple M where we sit down and discuss the tale of woe, the winner was this bloke. We decided to book a cruise with the kids. We get to see the ship roll in. Then COVID hits, they cancel all cruises. So we see the ship roll back out again. So you never got on? Never got on. So we go, all right, we've got time off work. We'll head up north. Brand new car, dream car, four-wheel drive. Two nights in, staying on on the beachfront. Said to the sun, all right, we're going to go beach fishing tomorrow. So we load the car, get it all ready. That night, somebody broke into the apartment, took the keys, the wallets. They even had the hide to take my wife's menthol cigarettes. (laughs) 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 Anyway, three hours later, we get a call from the cops. Your car's been burned out around the corner. (sighs) Wow. Wow. So it's a tale of woe. Firstly, he's had a cruise cancelled. So then he's quick as a flash goes, I'll go on a road trip, which has ended up with his car being burned out and his wife's menthol cigarette stolen. (laughs) I ask you, is there a worse holiday in the world? He's on the line now. Michael. How are you, mate? (laughs) Who? Who? Hey, hey mate. mate, congratulations. Oh. And if, if, are you happy? Oh, I'm, I'm about to cry. You're about oh. to cry, and oh, so you should. Head. I'll tell you what, Michael, because if I remember correctly, you haven't been overseas. 
Never. No, I've been to Queensland and down to Melbourne once. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, as I said, you, you told us on the show you've never had your passport stamped. Well, it's yeah. going to get stamped and it's, you're going to Vegas. Uh, to see, what's happening? Who knew all those years ago when oh. you washed menthol cigarettes were stolen? <laughs> <laughs> she can she oh, can chain bless. smoke her way through Vegas. <laughs> hey, who are you going to uh, take, by the way? I would take my wife. She's we're in the same boat, and oh well, we never got on the boat, but um, yeah, uh, we went through <laughs> yeah. it together, and yeah, it's just that. <laughs> Oh, Mate, well, you well, are well. super excited, Michael, and good <laughs> on you. I, I love a worthy winner, and oh, I think we've really picked a beauty here. You're going to really enjoy your time. You're going to go to the NRL. Which game do you want to go to? Oh, the Bunnies, 100%. Oh, oh, so you're fans. Good on you. So you, you're a Rabbitohs fan. You're going yeah. to Vegas. You're going to have a gamble. You're staying at – you know what you got? got? I just can't believe we didn't make more of this. You know you're on a diamond package. Yes. So yes. These, oh. these, they, these are the best seats in the house, mate. Oh, thank you, Trip. So <laughs> <laughs> and I run through you've scored flights, accommodation, yeah. spending money, and diamond tickets to both games. How oh, about that, mate? We, I'll tell you what we might do. We might get you in and have a, have a chat with you when you get back you and you can tell yes. us all hey, about it. I'll, I'll hey, you know what you that. can do? You could renew your wedding vows with your wife and in Vegas <laughs> Chapel. Oh, oh Michael, oh. congratulations. Uh, you're giving me great joy today to see how much you're enjoying that. It's a, it's a good call. Good on you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> you're much. welcome. Well done, Michael. Join us as the NRL Telstra Premiership kicks off for the first time in Las Vegas. Be there to witness four teams play the first game of the season on American soil. Visit nrl.com slash Vegas. What the f*** is going on? God, you are dumb. What the f*** is wrong with you? Making MJ's What the f***? WTF? A German princess has become the first royal of any family to pose naked for Playboy. What oh, yeah. the f***? What? Yeah, baby. I've got the picture here. <laughs> and you got it in the morning. What's what you uh, uh, Me and Prince Andrew both got advanced copies. Oh, oh, oh! I wouldn't put your name next to his. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Prince Andrew's uh, fingerprints are all over this. Mm. It was. Uh, he'll uh, be putting in a request. So you know what? She's pretty good looking, considering how incestuous royal families are. <laughs> You know what I mean? Could go horribly wrong. Could be. Yeah. Ripping body. Have you seen that, it? Oh, 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 do you I think mean, I've seen, seen it? seen it? Has he seen it? Oh, I haven't seen it. I, I can't unsee it. <laughs> no, you don't see it. This, is, this could be something for our Princess Mary. Yeah. Oh. Get your tongs off. Is she intelligent? All right. Is she intelligent? Does it matter? <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> It's everything I'm looking for from a royal. Uh, just, just call me Duke Michael of Richmond. Of Richmond. Oh, wow. All right, MG, what have you got? Uh, this is on the uh, irony stage. Uh, the first ever winner of Survivor, he got jail time for tax evasion. What the f***? Richard Hatch won a million bucks US on the first season of Survivor, but however, he failed to declare his winnings and subsequently served four years for tax evasion. Well, he'll be... Uh, he'll be surviving uh, there, won't he? <laughs> he'll be sh- shooting a Survivor edition. <laughs> in jail. Uh, Hold my pocket. Be, as, as he waddles down the exercise yard, we'll say, the tribe has spoken. <laughs> 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 um, all right, Cat, what have you got? 
Helicopters fighting bushfires in Perth have accidentally water-bombed a suburb with sewage water. Oh, yeah. Oh, horrendous. So what yeah. has happened? Do you, do you oh, want to know what's happened? Yes. So what's happened is you know how they go and scoop in a lake, yes. um, the yeah. helicopters? They've scooped in a lake, well, what they thought was a lake. It was oh. actually a sewage, sewage holding tank. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay, so if you're living in that suburb, you're going, look, thanks. <laughs> thanks. We appreciate what you've done, but uh, just next time, guys. <laughs> Give us some warning. Can we? Is there any danger of going to like a lake? You had one (laughs) job. Had had one job. What about the story? It's a true. uh, Well, or is it an urban myth? There was a guy. The guys were walking past through a desert, and they see a guy, uh, a wet in a full wetsuit and scuba tank, uh, lying on the ground in the middle of a desert, and they can't work out what's happened. And then they go back and they realise that there were nearby fire, uh, bushfires and one of those aircraft, which scoops seawater, has actually scooped a no, scuba diver no. out <gasps> of the ocean, picked, picked, picked him up, and then, and then dumped him in a country town where there was a bushfire happening. What? I, well, I know. It's well, <laughs> Imagine that. Spearfishing, you get the helicopter I, ride. I'd rather you dump a scuba diver than a then, whole heap of shit yes, on, my, on, on my property. Tash, quickly, what have you got? Okay, Super Bowl's on Monday. So, yes. And you know how the winners get a championship ring? Yes. Yes. M&M has made an almost champion ring that is made of diamonds and has a secret compartment full of peanut butter. What the f***? Oh, I thought you meant Eminem, the rap dancer. No, Eminem, the chocolate maker. Oh, I thought you meant okay. Eminem too. Me too. Yeah, I'm thinking, how clever is he? Yeah, that would that would have been more impressive, Tash. Yeah. Okay, do you want me to uh, do it again? No, <laughs> no, you're done. Hit the showers. Uh, you get the idea. One triple three five three. How much do we want? Four hundred dollars. Oh, Jimmy, uh, what do you got for me? Oh yes, this one's a good one. Uh, the fir- in the first Olympic race, it was back in seventeen. Oh, sorry, seven hundred seventy-six BC was won by a chef, a cook. Oh, what a chef! <laughs> What's his name? A Someone chef. Seven hundred seventy-six BC. Tash, you were there. What was the <laughs> yeah, what, was, what was his name? Gladius Ramsey. His name was Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Was, I'm getting thumbs up. Wow. Two thumbs up. So a chef in his spare time has gone out and banged himself a gold medal. Yep. What type of chef is it? Uh, do you know what he uh, – Greek food, I'm guessing. <laughs> if it's the ancient Olympics, he would have been good on the kebab. Probably stood on the podium with a kebab in one hand and a shish kebab <laughs> or a skewer, some kind of meat skewer, maybe some octopus. Ah, well done to the Greg chef. Yeah. Uh, well, Jimmy, you're in the running. Greg – what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, guys. Um, in Roman times, gladiator sweat used to be sold for deodorant. What oh, the f***? Oh, is that oh, true? So is someone would go and get, what, bag up the uh, gladiator sweat off the dead guy or the, <laughs> the guy who survived? <laughs> Whoever. They guess used to scrape it off with a knife and say, who wants it? Oh, who wants it? it Give me some gladiator. boys. Gladiator. That'd be that'd be like the ancient Rome equivalent of Brute Thirty Three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon? The Menage. Old, old spice. Old spice. Yes. So remember there were the only two deodorants yes. you could get. Was, yep. That was it. 
CK. Half a shot. That was, half a shot. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Now, good Lord, it's oh, about 50 different brands. Hey, call me simple, but in my medicine cabinet, you've got uh, shaving cream, shaver, yep. underarm, roll on. That is oh. it. Anything, anything else, boys, and you're metrosexual. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm metrosexual then. What do you got? I've got, I've got Norska spray-on. <laughs> Norska? Because I'm, I'm Islandic. Norska, I'm, I'm from, mate. I'm, what is wrong with you? Oh, I'm wow. Nordic. I'm a Nordic man. And my, I derive from Nordic. I'm a, I'm a Viking. Gaia, the name Gaia is from the Viking days. I'm a roll-on man. The only spray-on that I've ever had is capsicum spray. But then you get all, then you get all, then you get all your hairs over the roll-on. I was going to say, do they get trapped in the little oh, roller ball? too much. Yeah, they do. All the hairs get in the rollers. Okay. You guys, you know what? Uh, we'll just we'll move on. John. John, what do you got? Hi, guys. Um, avocado is an <clears throat> Aztec word for testicles. What the? F- when they hang on the when they hang on the tree, it looks like a ball bag, and it's supposed to. <laughs> Give him the money, Mickey. <laughs> hey, we've all we've all been we've all been kicked in the avocados. It's not it's not good when you cop one right in the avocados. And four hundred bucks, John. Whoa! And I feel that's That's two hundred bucks per avocado. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for. Oh, that was a good one too. The gladiators sweat. Can we give him a bum bag or something? Yeah, yeah. we can give a bum bag. In a case of beer. Yeah, in a case of Jenny Road, the yeah. uh, lager or the pale to that man. And uh, this is the best beer going around in Sydney, bar none. If I don't say yeah. so myself. Yep. Well done all. And we've been joined live in the studio by friend of the show and resident, well, informer of nutbag behaviour in the world of sports. <laughs> and the brains behind a Sports Bazaar, a podcast I'm very proud of. It's Titus O'Reilly. Yeah. How are you, Titus? Oh, oh, Titus. Good to be back. Can Great I just point out right now, we are halfway into our two-part special of about fine cotton, which is going bonkers out there and people are reacting wildly. There's so much detail here that people previously were unaware of. And as we speak, the second episode is before the lawyers at listener. <laughs> and once we get the green light, that one will be up and available on Monday. I think this is one of the greatest sporting wow. stories in our country's history. It's... What a downfall for the sport of and, Kings. And paint. What a, and, and paint. paint. There's a lot of paint involved. Uh, there's undercoating. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of horse, there's horse renovation going there's on. It's like a horse renovation special. <laughs> okay, so uh, get that. That's on listener or wherever you watch apps. Get onto it right now. It is huge. Now, what do you brought to the table? You always inform us about oh, people yeah. from the world of sport we previously had no idea about. And you like the ones that are a little, little out there. I, I do. <laughs> this one we've got today, and just this is a guy called Stan Bowles who played football, you know, soccer in England in the seventies. Now, in the seventies, you could get away with things that today. I always wish I was born. born up. I wish we were in the seventies, right? Now. Oh, you would have peaked in the. You would have oh, yeah. been on. Oh, man. You know, what so, a time to live. And you would have been a lot like Stan. So Stan was played for Queens Park Rangers and played for England. So he was a very okay. good player as well, but he was known for being quite. Crazy. Sunderland won the FA Cup when they were playing them once. Yes. So he visited Sunderland and in front of everyone, they'd put the FA Cup on a plinth next to the field to show everyone. Show they were everyone. very proud of it. So he kicked a ball at it and knocked it off. 
<laughs> and this is like this is like seventy soccer crowds. Like they're ready to kill him, right? <laughs> From how far away? Did oh, he, like did he, he nail it? He, they were practicing for the thing, and yeah, he nailed it, and it went flying. Had <laughs> just won it like that that weekend. So he just like take thinks sees it there and thinks, oh, I'll do this. He's lucky to get out alive. Yeah. So then during the game, uh, it finishes two one. He scores the first goal. Yes. So that annoys the hell out of the fans. Yes. So then. The second time he dribbles around the goalkeeper. Yes. And the goalkeeper's behind him. He managed to get around the goalkeeper. But then he waits at the line, at the goal line, for the goalkeeper to make a last-minute lunge and then just gently taps oh, it in. Oh, you're baiting the crowd. Which, and the crowd invaded the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Stan, right? Okay. He's a troublemaker. He's a troublemaker. Now, he was sponsored by Gola, which is a, a an English soccer boot company, which were very big in the 70s. Yes, yes. And uh, he's getting a bit of money from it. And they he got paid every time he wore their boot. And then one day Adidas contacted him and said, we'll pay you if you wear our shoe. Sure. And he's about to play a match for England. Yes. And he thinks, I can get paid twice. <laughs> so, so he wears one on <laughs> each one on foot. Each foot. <laughs> Didn't you oh, tell man. me once that Palais was asked by his boot company yeah. to, just before the first bounce, go down and tie your shoelaces up and they'll have to take a shot yeah, of your boots. There was, the ball was ready for kickoff, so he just knelt next to it and the TV cameras were on it and he just did for like two minutes just tied his boots so the, it was just an added as <laughs> boot. <laughs> That's a what, great what, ploy. That's a great one, ploy. One time Stan was playing at Albion and he, he got along with everyone. So he said with the Albion staff, backroom staff, he said, can you go put a big bet on a horse? Yes. He's playing that day. The person went up to the betting shop, a betting shop placed the bet. At halftime he went back up and checked and the horse had won. Yeah. So in the second half, Stan's playing and he goes and he comes to the sideline and goes, how the horse do? He goes, one. <laughs> the next tackle, Stan went down and went, oh, and got transferred <laughs> off, got subbed <laughs> off, faked it, took the money and went to the Greyhounds before the, <laughs> before the match had happened. What else has he done that we'd be interested in? Well, in the 70s, one of the biggest shows in the UK was a show called Superstars where people from different sports participated in sort of a decathlon. So they did weightlifting, right. swimming, <laughs> oh, wow. tennis against wow. each other, right? So all the big stars did it. Huge. I think they've tried it here once with a, a Foxtel show. Yep. And one time Stanley Bowles was going to be on it. Mm. And it's at an army base it's held. And the army sort of helped run it for the production company. So it's quite serious. Yes. And anyway, he stays up the night before drinking <laughs> <laughs> with James Hunt, the F the oh, Formula wow. One race wow. guy. He's fallen in with a bad crowd. Yeah, like one of the biggest party playboys well, in Well, history. James Hunt. We did a uh, series he, on him. He, yeah. Well, he did a series and on the drink. Didn't he do the 24-hour race drunk? Yeah, oh, yeah, he did, he, he, he did everything. So he was like absolute playboy. So they stay up all night before the show's filmed. They're on this army base. And they drink uh, beer, wine, and brandy, and two bottles of whiskey between them. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. So he shows up the next morning, and Hunt seems to be okay, <laughs> but Stanley is not good. He's, he he says he's so hungover, and it's all being filmed, and you can see this footage online. I'll have a yes. clip in a second. Oh, and wow. he looks like the imagine the most hungover man you've ever seen. He yes. looks terrible. Okay. So when it's time for the weight lifting, he says, "I've got a bad back." <laughs> <laughs> they then do canoeing, and oh. he, he capsizes, and they have to, they have to rescue him. <laughs> he then plays tennis against a rugby player and loses 6-0, six, 6-love, six, six 6-love. Six uh, he, he then 
goes in a dead heat in the swimming, but he goes against another rugby player who's 16 stone. He was only 11. So it's like, <laughs> you know, that's still a terrible performance. That's a bad result. Now, the key bit happens, which is lives in infamy, and it's on YouTube, and I recommend people go search this. He then comes up in the shooting where oh, they shoot a real-life hanger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. What could go wrong? So Stan yeah. takes... Stan says, I'd never fired a gun in my life, yeah. right? And he, he said, I'd missed the target so many times. And what you're supposed to do is you lift the, the handgun up, shoot it at the, at the target, and yes. then you put it down on the table, yes. and then you pick it up again and shoot again. Right. Now, of course, and we're going to play a bit of this clip in a second, but Stan, the most hungover man on earth, fires a shot at the target. Mm. Then he puts the gun down on the table. He's still holding it, and the gun goes off and shoots a hole through the table. <laughs> <laughs> and gingerly, the guy who's like look from the army looking after it steps in. We might play the clip because it sounds hilarious. We also saw this quite remarkable incident featuring Stan Bowles. Oh, and one for a bonus. <laughs> one straight through the table to the amusement of the rest of his competitors. <laughs> Get him off the pitch. <laughs> he said the army was so angry with him for the whole day because he was just so. And they all him. knew that he's off his head. They all knew. They you could, you look if you look at this clip online, you'll just instantly go, "That is one of the drunkest men on earth." He ended up with just seven points, which is the lowest ever total in the history of the show. Yes. Now he said about the career. He was asked after his career and all the money he'd made, which he he didn't have much money after yes. he finished. He said. About they said what happened to all the money? He said I blew the lot on vodka and tonic, gambling and fags. Looking back, I think I overdid it on the tonic. <laughs> <laughs> he lived a good life, Stanley Bowles. Check that out if you can on YouTube. That sounds uh, like a load of yes. fun. Thank you once again, Tyson O'Reilly, and don't forget the second part of our fine cotton special on Sports Bazaar, on Listener. Have a listen. That's one of the great sporting stories this country's ever produced. Thank you, Titus. Thank you. Thank you, Titus. Awesome, brother. Welcome to another wonderful week that was. We've been keeping an eye on maths, and one contestant thought fishing was a good first date, and Mick didn't disagree. You know, I think you could take a girl to the trots. Roo <laughs> <laughs> uh, shooting could be, could be up there. And a little bit of fishing could be romantic, especially if you're chucking dynamite into a river. <laughs> All right. On the subject of maths, there's quite a few man buns this season. You should be allowed to scalp a guy with a man bun. <laughs> Just sneak up and go whack. Take it home, put it on your mantelpiece like a trophy. Do you know what, What's though? It's a bit of a telltale. Man bun equals dickhead. We were on the hunt for the worst thing you found in your food, and one of our listeners found a cigarette butt in his Chinese meal. It stunk. It was, it was horrendous. It was on the Indian chopsticks. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing you don't eat there anymore. No, we still go back there. They've <laughs> <laughs> Limo had an observation on unprovoked shark attacks. Has anyone ever been the victim of a provoked shark attack? No. <laughs> nice <laughs> dorsal fin, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's a shark coming towards me. I'll watch, watch me antagonise him. Mick Fanning punched your mum in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Mick eloquently explained to Adam Rosenbachs what rubber banding is. So you get yes. yourself to a point where it's not flaccid and you lasso. Rodeo style, <laughs> and it will remain in that state. Is that right? For some time. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is like uh, an advice column. This is beautiful. <laughs> the fact she <laughs> A pigeon was suspected of being a Chinese spy bird by Indian police. If I was going to use a spy bird, it wouldn't be a, <laughs> no, a pigeon. pigeon. What, what would you use? A very good falcon. 
I'd use a spy pelican. You know what I mean? Uh, I had some listening equipment in the beak. And the talking toilet was making waves at the world's biggest tech show. Hello, Siri. Yeah, yeah. No, well, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> oh. Get off me, you fat bastard! <laughs> Your toilet will go, oh, you heard some chilli last night, I see. I'll tell you what, after a, a, a big night at the Thai restaurant, I reckon my toilet be giving me the silent treatment. <laughs> Andy Lee used Mick and MG as guinea pigs ahead of the 100 launching on TV for the year. What percent of Aussies kiss their parents on the lips? I still kiss my mum on the lips, not my dad. No, um, I kiss daddy on the cheek. I'd... If I'm going, I'm going five. I'm going 50%. 50%? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he lives in Penrith. They're weird out there. He, he knows what's going on. Follow-up question might be how many get to second base with the MG family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seventy. We started a new segment to get men out of the doghouse, and Mick summed up our winner's story pretty well. Yeah, on a boat you've had a few beers. Uh, for a laugh, you throw jellyfish at your wife that stings her, and then to help out, you uh, take a pee to it. relieve the pain. Tom. <clears throat> Congratulations. Glenn Robbins played a game with Mick and MG around when you should and shouldn't confront your friends. You're with your lovely partner and you come around and I come downstairs, the junk is on show. I don't want to see the mixed group. It's his house, bud, so he's got the right to do dress as he wants, really. Hold that. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like someone's already had this conversation. <laughs> and finally, Glenn Robbins shared what kicked the segment off. I had a friend of mine, I think he'd had some sort of party drug. He was quite loving and he yeah. came in for a cuddle and he's a normal heterosexual guy and he's a well-known sure. comedian. He had an erection. Well, oh. I'd like to hear Sam Pang's version of that. <laughs> <laughs> and there wraps up another wonderful week that was on Triple M Sydney with Mick and MG in the morning.